Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Urbandale, Iowa. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Jesus Christ. Join Pastor Mike as he teaches through the Gospel of Luke. So children, I want to welcome you to the service this morning. If you are a child, would you raise your hand and wave at me? Very good. I see some here and some over there. Some, oh, that's an, okay, an advanced child. And let's see, we have, good, we're glad that you're here. Now, many of you children may find it hard to believe that Pastor Mike was once a child, but 50 years ago I was, and there is the proof to, to show you. It's right there in picture form. We think that was fourth grade. Uh, but I was living in Scott Tays, West Virginia, and uh, that's me there. Now, I used to go to church just like some of you did and do, and uh, I would go to children's church like many of you do, and while we were there, we would sing songs and we would hear a Bible lesson. And it's been 50 years since I heard those songs, but I do remember one, and I want to introduce it to you this morning. It goes like this, and many of you probably in the crowd know it. It goes like this. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. There's a Father up above. He is looking down in love. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Now, that song goes on and on and on. We're, we, we, we talk about our hands and our feet and all kinds of things. But there's one that is... Um, Um, important for what we're going to be talking about today, and that is the admonition to be careful what we hear. So let's sing that one together, and then we'll move on. Ready? Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. There's a Father up above. He is looking down in love. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. Outstanding. You did a great job. You make a good choir. Thank you so much. Take your Bibles and turn with me to Luke chapter 8. We're looking today at verses 16 through 21, and we find that the Bible has something to say about our ears. Jesus has something to say about our ears. He wants to talk to us today about our hearing, not so much what we hear, but how, how we hear. Luke chapter 8, beginning with verse 16. Jesus said, No one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with a jar or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest or revealed, nor is anything secret that will not be made known and come to light. Take care, then, how you hear. For the one who has, more will be given." And from the one who has not, even what he thinks that he has will be taken away. Then his mother and brothers came to him, but they could not reach him because of the crowd. And he was told by someone that came to Jesus and said, Your mother and your brothers are are standing outside desiring to see you. But Jesus answered them with this, My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. So today's passage really is is a continuation of last week's passage. There's no break, it just goes right through. And the tie that binds these two um, 
messages together, really, is the word hear. The word hear. As Jesus explained the parable of the sower, or as I said last week, the parable of the soils, as he explained that to his disciples, he did so linking four types of soil and or hearts to the way they heard the Word of God. Let's review that very quickly. First of all, we looked last week at those who had hardened hearts, verse 12, and we saw that they heard the Word of God. But... Because their hearts were hardened, the devil was able to steal away the seed of the word, and it did not have the intended effect. Then in verse 13, we looked at the shallow heart, and we discovered that the shallow heart also heard the word. At first, the shallow heart received the word with joy, but Jesus said in time of testing, what was heard got pushed aside, and that heart fell away. Verse 14, uh, talk to us about the crowded heart, and we find that the crowded heart heard the word, and there was an initial positive reaction. But Jesus says then that the cares and the riches and the pleasures of life choked it out, and so uh, there no fruit was produced. And then we come to verse 15 and the final one, the receptive heart. And we find that the receptive heart heard the word, but because that heart was receptive, it took root, it developed, and it produced, produced fruit that is expected of true saving faith. Now, it's very obvious here as I go through this that, um, that the common thread with all four of these heart conditions is the fact that the word was heard. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but hearing is a more complicated matter than we might think. How many of you are aware of that? That hearing is more complicated than we might think. You know, there is hearing, but not listening. Hearing, but not listening. How many of you have accused your spouse, your child, or your friend of hearing, but not listening? I know that every one of your hands should be up because every one of... My wife said that to me yesterday. You're not listening. Not a whole lot of explanation needs to be given to that. Except this is that when you hear and don't listen, it's like whatever's coming about is going in one ear and just coming right out the other, right? You hear it, but it just goes right through and, and and there's nothing there. But then there are those who listen. They listen, but they do not respond. Those who listen but do not respond are those who receive a communication and that communication goes in the ear and it doesn't go out the other ear. Instead, it stops in the brain and there that communication is defined and it is understood. But with these individuals having understood, the decision is made not to respond appropriately. There is a decision made that no positive response is warranted. That's listening, but not responding. And then the one that we all like to have around us, and hopefully the one that we want to be, is the one who listens and responds. The one who listens and responds. The communication again goes in the ear. It stops in the brain. Definition and understanding is achieved. And in the understanding then, one is motivated to respond positively to the message. Now, if we take these forms of hearing and if we apply it to the parable of the soils, 
we find that the what is the same for each of them. The what they heard is the same. They each heard the word of God. What distinguishes one from the other is not the what did they hear, but how did they hear. And this issue of how do people hear hear is is what is most concerning to Jesus on this particular uh, situation. And he brings his communication about the soils and all the rest to a conclusion by encouraging those around him to be careful how they hear. Now, we might be tempted to ask, what's all the fuss about? I mean, what's the big deal about how I hear? And we discover that the fuss is defined for us as we continue to look at the communication Jesus gave about how we hear. Notice, he says, for to the one who has more will be given. And to the one who has not, even what he thinks that he has will be taken away. Those two sentences right there define the importance of how one hears when it comes to the Word of God. Very simply stated, some will hear well. And those who hear well when, the God, when God's Word is presented, they will continue to receive more revelation, more good things from God. Some will hear poorly, and what they think that they have in their heart will actually eventually be taken away. You ask, what does that mean? And I want to give you a meaning to that here with truth point number one. Truth point number one says that we can put on an external religious show that does not truly represent our inner condition. Our inner condition, we may even be deceiving ourselves, thinking that we have something spiritual that we actually don't have. And then we put on this outward religious show. But in time, and always in time, one's true heart condition will become evident. We can put on the religious show. We can talk the religious talk. We can appear to be the the, the, the real deal But what Jesus is teaching us is that in time, a true heart, the true heart condition will become evident. For example, a receptive heart. When we think about a receptive heart receiving the Word of God, it receives it obviously receptively. And over time, not always perfectly, but over time, a receptive heart keeps on receiving, keeps on uh, allowing God's revelation to, to impact them. And what happens then is that we find the, res- the receptive heart yielding to the things God's Word says and transformation begins to take place. And in this way, the initial seed grows. And more life, more productivity, more spiritual fruit is the result of that receptivity. On the other hand, the shallow and the crowded heart. Do you realize the the shallow and the crowded heart do not actually have the seed of God's Word growing in them? There's There's an initial appearance of receptivity, but in time the absence of growth becomes evident, resulting in the loss of what that heart thought it had. You know, there's nothing more sad, really, in my estimation, than to see one who starts off with a bang and, and starts off with apparent joy over time being goodbye some 20 years ago. When you look into Josh Harris's life, you find that for 20 years he, he represented the Word. 
He wrote books about the Word. He pastored a a solid, Bible-based, gospel-centered, Jesus-focused church. But there came a point just recently where he came out publicly and said, I'm divorcing my wife, I'm leaving my children, and this was the capstone, and I am not a Christian. How does that happen? How, how does somebody write a book like I Kissed Dating About and a variety of other books that are all about the Word of God and pastor a very solid church, but then come to a point where they say, I'm walking away from my marriage, I'm walking away from my kids, and I am not a Christian. I'm going to walk away from Jesus. How does that happen? And I'll tell you that in part it happens over a period of time. It doesn't happen like that. There's been something going on for a long time, and most likely you can trace it back to a stress point where God's Word brought a boulder in the road and said, you need to go this way, and the person didn't want to go that way, so they decided to go this way, and they begin down this path that ultimately leads them to a place where they can no longer live two lives. And so they, of course, some will repent and show that they really are believers, and there are others who won't repent, and they'll walk away and denounce or renounce their faith and prove to one degree or another that they were a shallow heart, a shallow or crowded heart. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Bridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.